This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So when, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. Boom! Right out of the gate. There it is. How how you feeling out there? I'm feeling great. Happy Kickin' Life Day to you. Thanks again for joining on the Kickin' Life Podcast. Boy, am I ready to rock your world today. You know, I I was talking to producer John before we started today, and I was like, you know what? I feel like maybe I've been holding back a little bit. I I, I don't know. I've been kind of... I don't know. I always give my all, but I don't know that I went all out and gave my best kicking effort. So here it comes today. We're going to start off with a quote like we always do, and it's from Become the Lion, which I'm really a huge fan of. It's the Daily Lion by this group called Become the Lion. You can check them out on, uh, on Facebook. Excellent stuff. The quote today is, you can change your thoughts when you change your thoughts. Excuse me. When you change your thoughts, you change your world. And I'm going to go ahead and read the passage underneath, and it says, you might have been told that you need to go to school to become successful. A steady job will allow you to live the life you want. Playing it safe is the best way to go. You know, these are things that you're probably told. I know I was told this very much so, and I'll get into this in just a second. To finish the reading here, it says, this is what the average mindset will tell you. When you, st- when you study millionaires, however, long enough, you'll learn that they think differently. It's much different than the poor and the middle class think. They believe in themselves, even when they're not entirely sure of what they're going to do. The poor and middle class believe having too much money is a bad thing. They don't realize that the more you have, the more people you're able to help. And by having more money, the, the more you can do for others. Most of us grew up in poor middle class and have an ideology that doesn't allow us to have the financial freedom nor the mindset to understand this. When you study those who have what they want and have what it takes and have done what it takes, learning their way of thinking and their habits is going to change your world. Now, you know, this is all new to me as well. And I've told you many times before in the last five years, I have a total transformation, even more so in the last two years, and it continues to evolve. And that's all about the mindset. You know, what you put in your mind, what you focus on is going to magnify. So if you constantly think about what you don't have, you know, how and, and judging other people for what they do have, that's, that's pollution. That's clouding your cup. And you, I talk all the time about, you know, the half full, half empty. Well, it doesn't matter what your thoughts on half full or half empty. It's what's in your cup. And if your cup is full of dirt and then eventually mud and your thoughts are caked with mud and grotesque thoughts, always envious of somebody else, always jealous of somebody else, always saying how bad your life is, well, guess what? That's what you're going to have. That's the mindset. Now, growing up, you know, and I love my parents. I love them to death, and I'm never going to ever say anything negative about them, but I am going to state facts. Growing up, it was all about what I just read you here. Play it safe. Don't uh, don't take unnecessary risks. Don't do this and that. Just finish up school and maybe uh, go to college. And, you know, in college, I did uh, the first time I went. My parents were paying for it, but... You know, I decided not to go because, you know, I was too cool for that stuff. Well, I'm going to have some college professor tell me all the things I don't need to know. I'm smart enough the way it is. I'm 19 years old. I got this thing figured out. Some of you can relate to that. 
So I didn't do very well and uh, end up dropping out. My parents says, well, if you're not going to go, if you're not going to take the test, if you're not going to make the grades, then we're not paying for it. And I was like, who cares? Man, I'm 19 years old. I'm working here. I'm making $250 a week. Wow. That was, you know, back in 19, uh, what was that, 89. So that was quite, quite a little paycheck there coming in. Of course, you know, when you continue getting older in your 20s and you're still making that, that's when you have a reality check. But that's a whole other story for something else. I want to focus on the, the clear as muddy water, if you will, in your mind, in your cup. And unfortunately, too many of us, and I was the same way. I was never negative, but I wasn't as positive as I am right now. I wasn't as positive as far as the outlook on life. And I definitely didn't have a positive mental attitude. There's a huge difference between being positive kind of part of the time, and having a positive mental attitude. Your mental attitude is what's going to pull you through because you've conditioned your mind to focus on the positive. That is your mental attitude. So anytime those negative thoughts, which even today, they still come calling absolutely every day. It's a struggle. It's a battle. It's a fight because of those preconditioned thoughts that were ingrained in me forever, meaning with my parents just saying, hey, play it safe. Don't do this and that. And my poor dad, like I mentioned, I love him. He had a rough childhood, really rough, where he was taught not to not only not respect many people, but he's kind of the mindset of don't trust anybody and you'll never get burnt. Don't trust anybody, you'll never be exposed. Don't trust anybody and you can never show a weakness. Now, that's a horrible way to live life. I look at it now, but I grew up with that, and that was the mindset was pounded in. Now, it wasn't that he chose to, well, I guess he did choose that, but it was just a different time. He grew up with that. And then, of course, he was in Vietnam, which, you know, if, if things weren't bad enough about not trusting people, that didn't do him any favors. And he was injured extremely uh, uh, badly in Vietnam to the point that they didn't think he was going to make it. Well, he did. He battled through. But all that did was kind of recondition his thought process of, you know, the world's continuously going to hell in a handbasket and everybody's out to get me and I got to do what I can to make sure that nobody gets over on me and pretty much never expose any weakness. I often think of that song by Johnny Cash, A Boy Named Sue. <laughs> that was my, my dad, you know. He, uh, when he grew up, his uh, mother and father, you know, I don't go a whole story here, but didn't care, didn't want him. So he got shipped off to grandparents, and they weren't bad, but they grew up uh, uh, kind of out on a farm. So he was pretty much shuffled here, there, everywhere else. And I know it's a common story for a lot of people, and, and I definitely sympathize with you. But that was my dad, and then he didn't know any better. All he knew was his son. The world was tough on him, me being his son, and he was going to make sure that I was tough enough going out in the world. And, uh, wow, it was, it was a bit tough. Now, I was able to flush a lot of that out. And as I mentioned on a previous podcast, I've got a better relationship with my dad now than I ever have. He's 72 years old, so he's finally loosened up just a little bit. But still, you know, he, he's got that deep-seated that's always been there. So I try and work on him now talking about all the different things that I'm doing with positive mental attitude. And I'm not trying to change who he is, but I'm trying to, you know what, Dad, come on, enjoy life here. Spend time with your grandkids and enjoy it. And it's, it's developed our relationship in a, in, a, in a more positive manner than it's ever been. But gets back, uh, getting back to what I was talking about, and you that are listening, if you can relate to this, you understand those deep-seated thoughts have been planted in there in your unconscious mind. That's the things that pop up even when you're not thinking about anything or when something comes up that maybe, well, I don't know why I'm feeling that way, because that's what's been enrooted or bedded into you is those thoughts. So I'm telling you, and I'm telling you this from experience from me here, you can do this, but you have to make the choice. If you're not happy with the way your life is right now, change it. Now, 
Easier said than done. Easy for you to say. You got you got this and that. Easy. I hear it all the time. I hear it every day. And to be honest, I mean, <laughs> I'm the kicking life guru, but I also like giving people the right hook of reality and say enough. You can make the choice. This is your life. I don't care how long you've been doing this, how long you've been down this path. If you want to change it, it's up to you to change it. But you're never going to change it blaming other people, making excuses, finding reasons why you can't do it. But I will tell you this. When you make that choice, those <laughs> deep-seated beliefs that you've had your whole life, boy, oh, boy, they're going to come out and fight you. And not only your own personal thoughts, all the people you're hanging around with, all the friends you're hanging around with, even your family members, they're going to start to see a transformation and a change if you're willing to do it. And then they're going to come fighting. They're going to come after you. They're going to say, what do you think? You're better than us? What are you trying to change? Different? Why am I telling you this? Because if you take that leap, it's, your life's going to improve 100%, but you're going to have to fight the fights and battle the battles. Is it worth it? Absolutely. I'm here to tell you it's worth it. My life has changed in so many different ways because I made that choice. No, it was not an easy choice. It was a simple flip of the switch, if you will, but it does not mean it was easy, but it's definitely worth it. And that's, uh, that's the whole essence of this show, the Kick in Life podcast. I want to kick you in life, give you a kick in life, give you a right hook of reality and say you can do it. You're better than that. If you want a better life, then make the change. So I was going to start off, I kind of got sidetracked on reading the uh, post there, but it really means a lot to me because I used to have that mindset that anybody that, you know, somehow is wealthy or successful, well, they cheated somebody, they did something else, and it was all negativity directed toward them. I, 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 I didn't know them. But it was just what I was grown up to believe and what I allowed to penetrate my mind there and what I allowed to focus on. What you focus on magnifies. So over and over and over again. Now I'm hanging around with more successful people and I'm finding out these guys and girls and successful people, they give more to charitable organizations than I'd ever dreamed or envisioned or imagined doing. And guess what I'm doing now? Giving more and more and more. Why? Because that's what they're doing that's the right thing to do. But they're doing it because it's the right thing. They're not doing it because they want something in return. And that's the misconception. Now, a lot of times you'll hear about celebrities that are uh, given millions of dollars here, but they're doing it just for the recognition. Well, maybe some are, maybe some aren't. We, we don't know. And just like anything else, any other walk of life, yeah, you've got some successful millionaires that are just complete jerks. They're not good people. Well, guess what? You've got millions and billions of people that aren't millionaires that are complete jerks. So money isn't, isn't the factor here. It's who you are. And the only thing money does, it personifies who you are in a much uh, bigger manner. So if you're a jerk when you're poor, you're going to be a jerk when you're rich. That's all there is to it. If you're a good person when you're poor, you work the way up, you battle, you fight, you struggle, you go through it all, you know what? You're going to be a better person when you're wealthy and successful. The difference is, and I'm... I've achieved a level of success, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Only thing I know now is, you know, before I could only give maybe 40, 50 bucks to a couple different charitable organizations, and that was because that's all I had left. If not, I wouldn't be able to pay the bills. Now I'm giving hundreds of dollars to charitable organizations, thousands of dollars to charitable organizations. Now, am I telling you that because I want you to say, oh, my gosh, oh, Master Grogan, you're so great. No, I'm telling you that because that I, I like to think I was a good person. Now I'm an even better person because I'm surrounding myself with more positive people. I'm surrounding myself with people that I want to be like, good people, and the more I'm able to make, the more I'm able to give. And it's not like I want anything in return. I'm doing it for the right reasons, and that's the law of attraction. You do it for the right reasons, and it'll come back to you tenfold. My Zig Ziglar quote, which I give to you every single week, can you remember what it is? Well, maybe we've got some new listeners, so I'll throw it at you. How do you get everything you want in life? 
You get everything you want by helping enough other people get what they want, helping them. And I'm going to put a little caveat on this. You must help yourself first. And what I mean by that is it doesn't mean you hoard it all for yourself, but it does mean you take care of yourself. You take care of your time. You take care of your body. You take care of your mind, and you take care of your spirituality. You know, and the spirituality, whatever you want to believe in, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm going to say it. I believe in God. I pray every single day. If you don't, that's totally fine. But you've got to take care of those three aspects because those three aspects are what make up a person, the mental side, the physical side, and the spiritual side in balance. And when they're in balance, you're feeling good about yourself. And it, keep going back to this point, is it easy? It's not easy. It's tough. Every single day it's a battle. But I'll tell you this, the first five minutes of your day, that determines for the most part your entire day. So if the first five minutes you're thinking about all the negative crap that's going on, and there's a lot of negativity out there. But guess what? There's also a lot of good stuff going on out there too. So focus on the good. The first five minutes, well, maybe it's raining. Oh, it's a rainy day. This day's going to suck. Well, guess what? Yes, it is. You just told your subconscious mind what you wanted the day to be. Another thing. Well, you know what? It's raining, but it, it's all right. I, I feel good. Kids are safe. Everybody's healthy. You can talk yourself one way or another into a good day or a bad day. You know, there's a, uh, a picture I've posted on how many different times on different uh, uh, social media pages and blogs, and it's a picture of a bus. And on each side of the bus, there's one person sitting on the right side. They're looking out, and they see total sunshine. And, oh, man, it's a freaking awesome, beautiful day. On the other side, it's a person all gloom and doom. It's raining. Oh, so sad. My life's terrible. Same bus. Moving along. It's how you, uh, how you, what you put in your mind, I should say, and how you view the day is going to be. There you go. So envision that picture. All right. So anyway, I want to start off with this, and I give you part of it on the intro to the Kickin' Life podcast here. It's the Rocky quote. And uh, I just gave this one the other night and uh, to, it was a college professor, which I really liked the guy. When I went, finally went back to school and got my degree, this gentleman was the same age as I was when I'm going back to school, and he was a professor. Anyway, we connected extremely well, and uh, unfortunately, he's leaving our area to head down to Florida, which he's going to make a great contribution down there. So that's uh, Dr. Kurt Locks. Proud of you, buddy. Excellent work, and thanks for the friendship over the years, and thanks for helping me get through college, and uh, excellent, excellent man there. So I know Florida, you're getting a gift here. He's coming down there. He's going to do wonderful things for you. So there's a shout-out to Dr. Kurt Locks. Anyway, I gave the Rocky quote <laughs> to, uh, it was a little going-away party, if you will. And uh, not only was I pumped up, but I looked around, I was like, holy cow, boom, had everybody going. So I'm going to give it to you right now, the big right hook of reality. It's going to rock your world. So go ahead and turn up the volume and listen up. Here it goes. And I've been working on my Rocky accent. It's not where it needs to be, but it's getting close. So buckle up, saddle up, if you will. Here you go. You know, I'm going to tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. You mean nobody hits as hard as life. But it doesn't matter how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits. And you can't say you're not where you're at because of him or her or anybody else. Cowards do that every day. And that ain't you. You're better than that. There you go. You're better than that. Quit making excuses. Quit saying you can't live a better life. Quit saying you can't do this. Quit making excuses for everything. We have something at the Academy, no excuses, only solutions. Because you know what happens with excuses? It leads to another excuse. It leads to another excuse. It leads to another excuse. And then you condition yourself to automatically, when something goes wrong or something you don't understand or something makes you feel uncomfortable, what are you going to do? 
you're going to go to an excuse because it's right there because that's how you condition yourself. However, if you stop yourself and say, no, I'm not making an excuse this time. I'm going to find a solution. Now, is that easy? No, nothing ever is easy, especially any type of dramatic change like that. But if you want your life to change, you want to live your best kick in life, you want to have a better outlook, a better future, then you've got to do something different. Now, if your life is all sunshine and rainbows, whoa, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. I really, truly do. Because I don't live in this fantasy world. I realize it's tough out there. And I fight these battles every day. But I fight these battles because it's the right thing to do, to keep moving forward. And I know from experience how it's helped impact my life, how it's changed it in a more positive manner, how it's allowed opportunities like this to have my own podcast, to talk to you out there, to inspire you to be your very, very best. It's not easy. It is simple. It's a choice. You can do it. So instead of excuses, solutions. Is it harder? You doggone right, it's harder to find solutions. It's easy to make an excuse. Well, I didn't work out today because, well, I'm tired. Well, I didn't get that work done because, you know, I, I, I just, I just not enough time in the day for me to do these things. Excuse, excuse, excuse. Find a solution. Even my teenagers at the academy know, don't come to me with no darn excuses. Solutions. So <laughs> it's kind of funny during our meetings, I'll say, okay, guys, what, what, what went wrong here? What happened? I don't know what you're going to say. I can't say an excuse. I said, no, I don't want to hear an excuse. We're going to figure out a solution. So I'm trying to condition their minds to know. They know they can't make an excuse. Now we're going to take the next step. Let's find a solution so it doesn't happen again. And more importantly, we all learn from it. And if we learn from, if I learn from your mistake and you learn from my mistake and everybody's collectively working a little bit harder to find those solutions, who's going to win? The team's going to win. Everyone's going to win. We're going to benefit from that. We're going to grow stronger, and we're going to get closer to achieving our mission, which is making our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. Yeah, with kids and adults that are inspired to believe in themselves and live their best possible life. That's our mission. But you're never going to attack your mission. You're never going to be who you're born to be. You're never going to live up to your potential if you fall back into a pattern and a habit of making excuses. Excuses get nothing done. Solutions. Now, here you go. You condition yourself just to start uh, finding solutions. And I'm not gonna, it's not going to be easy at first, but it, it's possible. You can do it. It's going to be tough, but you can do it. Just like that first excuse you ever made in your life. I don't know what that was with me. My gosh, I have, I've made every excuse known to man and then some. I was such a professional making excuses. I used to have excuses laid out in advance for crap I hadn't even done yet. That's how good I was. Yeah. And guess what? Did it get me anything? No, <laughs> I had to come up with another excuse to follow up that excuse. So I've got a little saying about uh, excuses there. Excuses are the nails that built the house of failure. Think about that. Well, I, I would have I, I built a better house, but, but, you know, excuses, excuses. Don't do it. You're better than that. Just like Rocky says, you're better than that. And you are better than that. But you have to believe in yourself and you have to make the choice to do that. So kind of moving on, I, I uh, um, want to tie into this. I filmed a blog earlier, uh, and those that, if you don't follow me on Facebook, please do so. Uh, Rich Grogan, or the Kickin' Life Guru, we've got two different accounts there. And weekly, I do these weekly little one to two minute video blogs and talk about different things. The one I just filmed yesterday was about ego. And I said, what is ego? And I read this in a book just last week, and I mean, it was a right hook of reality to me. I loved it. It's an acronym, according to this book, an acronym, acronym, there we go, easy word for me to say, acronym for edging God out. Whoa, how's that for a shot? 
Yeah. And, the, and what I interpreted out of this, and you may interpret something different, but this is just my interpretation. Edging God out means you've got an ego so big and so inflated that you got a God complex. I'm better than God. I don't need him. I'm edging him out. Now, once again, whether you believe in God or not, that's not the point. The point is, if you develop a God complex, and I'm telling you this from experience because I've had an overinflated ego <laughs> probably more times than I'd like to admit, and did I mean anything bad by it? No, I thought it was confidence. I thought it was this or that, but it was just ego. Edging God out. I'm better than that. Well, I'm telling myself I'm better than that to have an ego where I'm edging God out or having the ego. Now, I tied into a story with that. My grandmother used to say all the time, she would say, I'll tell you what she said, Richie, she always called me Richie, there you go, Richie, don't let your pride get too big, Richie, you're getting awful prideful, Richie, pride comes before the fall, you know, preaching Solomon at me there, King Solomon talked about pride, pride comes before the fall. Now, I was always confused by that because I was always told, especially by my dad, you take pride in your work, take pride in everything you do, you know, cutting that grass, you left a spot over there, is that, using, is that very prideful, aren't you proud of yourself, take pride in this. Stacking bales of hay in the barn, you know, they got to be stacked perfectly. You know, take pride in your work and shoveling poop out of the stalls. That was one of the jobs. Uh, take pride in your work. You left a big pile over there. Take pride. Take pride. Your best effort every single time. And that, that's, you know, that's why I'm so at the academy all about do your best, do your best, do your best in everything you do, and you'll become your best. Well, that's deep-seated from dad. And I know I was talking about dad earlier with some of the negative things he's pounded in my head, and that was just his way of trying to protect his son. Did I understand when I was a kid? Gosh darn no. Heck, I didn't understand it 10 years ago or even five years ago. But now, <laughs> as I chose to start reading a little bit more and understanding a little bit more and then accepting him for who he is, we've got a great relationship. And all he was trying to do is what any great father tries to do for their, their son or their daughter is help prepare them for the world. And the world that he knew was all about, man, if you don't take care of yourself, nobody else is going to. So that's what he did. That's, and, and I get that now. But anyway, back to the ego, back to grandma with the pride. She always, she would tell me, <laughs> pride comes before the fall. Dad's telling me to take pride in my work. And I'm like, what the heck? So I always thought, man, I'm going to be very prideful. I'm going to do my absolute very best because I take pride in this. I'm putting my name on this. But yet I felt like I was always contradicting what grandma said and King Solomon said, pride comes before the fall. After all these years, I finally, after reading that in the book, Edging God Out, I put it together. And it was this. If your ego is so big that you become so prideful that your edging got out, that's when the pride comes before the fall. Now, once again, it's my interpretation. You can interpret differently if you like. But that's what I'm thinking of. If your ego's that high and you are so full of pride, that's when the fall comes. That does not mean you do not take pride in your work by putting forth your very best. Do not take pride in bettering your life, bettering yourself to become your very best to help out others. Because if you're in no physical, mental, or spiritual shape, there's no way you can help out others. You know, five years ago, I would have loved to have had a podcast like this. Truth be told, I didn't know what that podcast was five years ago. But a chance to talk, the chance to have a voice, but I wouldn't have been the right person because I was not in the right frame of mind. And you know what? Five years from now, I'm going to look back on this and think, man, what the heck was I talking about? Because I'm going to be that much more ahead of the game because I'm going to continue to self-educate. I'm going to continue to read. I'm going to continue to surround myself with successful people, positive-minded people with positive mental attitudes. I just hired a new uh, success mentor. His name is Chris Weedner. Chris, if you're listening out there, thank you very much. I appreciate all your help thus far, and we're going to rock this thing out of the park. And guess what? The knowledge I get from him, guess who I'm giving it back to? 
you, the listeners. <laughs> the, I was going to say the viewers, but I guess you're not viewing me. You're listening, though. And, of course, everybody they encounter at the Academy, everybody I go to and gives uh, speeches to to try and inspire and motivate them to be their very, very best. Now, who is Chris Weidner? Well, he wrote the last book with Jim Rome, and the last book was 12 Pillars. Excellent book. I suggest you get it. Another one, he worked with Zeke Ziegler, John Maxwell, Jack Canfield, uh, uh, Brian Tracy, all these major successes on how to live your best possible life, how to be a better person. And I was just fortunate to happen to stumble upon it. And he also has worked and continues to work with Darren Hardy. And Darren Hardy is the founder of Success Magazine, uh, what is The Compound Effect, which is a great book. We need to check that one out too, excellent book. But Darren Hardy, that was one of my goals this year, is to meet and spend time with Darren Hardy. Well, here you go. I just got the roadmap through Chris Weidner. You put it out there, you work toward it, you believe hard enough in it, things do happen, but you get nowhere just sitting on your tail there. You have to have action. So anyway, the pride before the fall, that's my interpretation of it. Ego, edging God out, don't do that. And don't get your pride so doggone high that you are developing a huge mondo ego. Because I believe truly, that's what my grandmother was trying to tell me, and she passed away a few years ago. So grandma up in heaven, I know you're listening. Thank you so much. And I finally got it. So she would be saying, this is another saying Grandma always said, Richie, you're a learning boy. Richie, that's what everybody called me. I, you know, I, I know people that when I was a kid that I haven't seen forever, they still call me Richie. Matter of fact, uh, uh, Ricky Fowler, I know you're out there listening, buddy. Been on your radio show a handful of times, and it's, uh, he still calls me Richie, and I think it's great. So no worries there. Okay, so moving on, uh, kind of beyond the ego thing, I want to talk about your personal vision. Now, this is something I've always had a difficult time with, and um, that's going to tie right into the serenity prayer. And the serenity prayer, for those that don't know it, I'll say it to you now, I'll say it to you again. God, please grant me the serenity to accept the things that cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Wisdom to know the difference has always been my well, shortcoming, I guess is the best word for it. Simply because I think, man, you know what? I can change anybody. I can change everybody. You can't. As much as I hate to say that. I hate that word can't. I truly do. Hate, powerful word. But you can't change someone who is unwilling to change. They have to change themselves. You can give them as much information, give them as much time as you want, but if they refuse to change, there is nothing you can do to help them. That's why your choices, you are 100% responsible for you. Not You can't blame your failures or successes on anybody else. It's you, it's you, it's you. But unfortunately, most people would rather wallow in self-pity than take that active step to do something to change themselves. Now, this has been a hard lesson for me, an extremely hard lesson. I think back over the past, I don't know how many years, of the amount of time I tried to invest in people to help them, but they had no uh, um, desire to help themselves. So it didn't matter what I did. didn't matter how much time I spent with them. They didn't want to help themselves. Now, I'm still there if they want to help, but you know what? I've got to move on. There's only so much time that I have available. And, of course, if you're spending the majority of your time with somebody who has no desire to help themselves, guess what? Sooner or later, their negativity is going to wear off on you, and you're just going to give up, and you're missing your gift of helping everybody else. So my vision, my personal vision and mission, um, if, if you will, was all about doing the very best I could, and it still is, to help inspire people to believe in themselves to live their best possible life. Even before I knew that was my vision or mission or purpose, it was all about, you know, with the uh, martial arts program, with uh, I taught aerobics for years as a personal trainer, um, coach, 
strength and conditioning coach, a PE teacher. It was all about engaging, making people feel good about themselves. However, I also had a lot of times, I'm telling you, I was putting on a, a, a front, you know, it was fake it till you make it. Well, I was faking a lot longer than I wanted to on that. And the reason I didn't have a lot of stability because I didn't have the right positive mental attitude through success books and through everything else, listen to positive podcasts like this. So I'm trying to do all the legwork for you here by reading all these books. But I'm also telling you, look, if this guy can do it, anybody can do it. But you got to be willing to take the hits, as Rocky said. You got to be willing to do it. So that was my personal vision and mission all along. Even before I knew it was there, it was there. Unfortunately, I see and hear and experience a lot of people's, and it's not their mission, it's never their mission to be ugly and negative, but they've conditioned themselves to be that way. And their lives are filled with drama. Drama, 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 <laughs> drama, drama. And I'm sure we all know somebody like that. Somebody that they've always got the latest gossip, they've always got something to complain about, and it's always somebody else's fault. And they can't keep their nose out of everybody else's business. They're always involved in everything. Is that a way to live life? No. That's no way to live life. And here's a message to those people, okay? And you can pass this on. And if you're caught up in all the drama mess, this is a message for you. It's this. If you would spend half, just half the amount of time on yourself, developing yourself, self-educating yourself, becoming a better person as you do in other people's business, as you do finding all their faults, as you do finding all their shortcomings and everything that's wrong with them and then talking about them, if you would spend that time on yourself, oh my gosh, would your world change? It's, it's enlightening to the 10th power, I guess. It's just insane. But you spend, I shouldn't say you, too many people spend their time worried about what other people are doing, mixed up in drama. And why is that? It's easier. It's easier to critique somebody else. It's easier to find somebody else's faults. It's easier to bring somebody else down than it is for you to look in the mirror and say, I'm starting with you, man. I'm changing you. That's tough because you don't want to admit, because most of the time our egos are too dang high, we don't admit that we've got anything wrong. Our egos are so high that pff, it's not me that's the problem, it's them. And I, and I talk to people all the time that will go from job to job to job to job. And guess what? Every single job they go to, they encounter the same problem. Oh, that guy's a jerk. My boss is, oh, man, he's, he, he doesn't understand. And if I wasn't here, this company would go under. And so I'm going to switch. I'm going to go to another job. Well, guess what they find? Same thing. Same situation. Completely different person. Completely different boss. Completely different personnel. But they're having the same problems. Same thing with friends. Same thing with relationships. Well, what's the constant denominator? You. It's the same person. So if everywhere you go, you're having the same problems, the common denominator is you. Am I telling you to change you? Yes, I am. <laughs> and I'm telling you from, man, I've been on both sides. I've been on both sides. If you're, oh my gosh, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years old, hopefully you're going to live another 50 years. You want those 50 years to be the best years of your life. Yeah, I hear all the time, oh, man, I'm 35 years old. Uh, I'm too old to get on the mat there. I'm too old to train. I'm too old to change. I say, well, how long you plan on living? Well, at this rate, I don't know, maybe another five years. Well, okay, <laughs> that's, that's a good outlook on life. You plan to live to your 40 and you're gone. No. I mean, who knows? Nobody knows how long you're going to live. But take this mindset here. Cultivate the mindset that the best years are ahead of me. 
The best years aren't in the past. I had some good times in the past. I had some great times in the past, probably too great at times. But um, but I'm taking that and the experience and the wisdom I have now, man, the next 20, 15, 20, 30 years are going to be even better. Why? Because I choose to reflect on positive positivity. I choose to read positive magazines and articles and books. I choose to surround myself with positive people. So I know with that type of input in my brain, I've cleared out my muddy glass. That's not full of muddy water anymore. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of pollutants that try and get in there every single day. i got to keep flushing that baby out, and that's just part of the battle. But I know cultivate the mindset that the coming years, the future is going to be much, much better than the past. What was the old song, the line, uh, the future's so bright i got to wear shades? There you go. There's an 80s song for some of you out there. Look it up. <laughs> okay, so back to the serenity prayer. I'm going to say it again because you may have missed it the first time or maybe because you're just replaying it in your mind. God, please grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. You know, I, and I mentioned this, I've spent countless hours that I could have been spending on, on I don't want to say people that are worth it because that, that's not fair. That's not right and say one person's worth more than another person. However, I could have spent it on people that are investing in themselves and truly want to make a change instead of those just loathing and self-pity. Yeah, we've all got problems. The world is not all sunshine and rainbows. You know, the world will beat you to your knees and keep you there if you let it. It's up to you to make a change. Listen to this podcast, you know, and I'm sure a few people have turned it off because they're mad at me right now, but I'm coming at it. You know what? I can't please everybody, and I'm getting better at that. And I tell you that because if you're kind of suffering from what I was forever, up until probably last week on the, the serenity prayer, which I used, to, I read literally every single day, but I just didn't absorb it. You're not going to make everybody happy. But you know what? If you're doing your mission, you're doing your purpose, you're doing utilizing your God-given abilities, so what? I know the people out there that I'm making an impact on, you appreciate this message. And you that appreciate this message, I'm sure you're coming from the same uh, uh, mindset that I am, that you're trying to help too many people that aren't, aren't willing to help themselves. There's 24 hours in a day. There's 168 hours in a week. How are you spending that time? Are you spending that time in a productive manner? Are you spending that time doing nothing? How are you spending it? Because once time is gone, it's gone. In the same concept, if you're spending that time trying to change things that cannot be changed, and, and once again, I don't like, I, I love a challenge, every type of challenge. And that's where, you know, that fighter spirit kind of comes in and it's also my worst enemy because you know what, I'm going I'm to work on this person until I can change them. I'm going to inspire the uninspirable. That has always been a goal of mine. Well, as I'm getting a little bit wiser and a little bit smarter, I'm going to change the message, and if the message isn't received, you know what, I'm going to move on to somebody else who really wants to help themselves because there isn't enough time in the day uh, to do that. So my focus uh, um, at the Academy and everything I've ever done and especially now moving forward, and I've told you this, is to inspire people to believe in themselves. Now, how do I do that? Well, I'm going to share a little back, uh, uh, oh, I don't know, three or four months ago, I lost a little bit of my focus. Well, actually, I lost a lot of my focus. I was running around like a maniac, like I do every day, but I was trying to, once again, spend too much time with people that, you know what, weren't spending enough time with themselves, and what did I do? I neglected the people that wanted my help. It's kind of the old 80-20 rule. If you spend 80% of your time on 20%, what are you doing? You're neglecting 80%, right? You're only giving them 20% of your time. And that happens. I'm sure it happens to a lot of you out there as well. Anyway, I lost my focus. And the Martial Arts Academy was moving right along. 
didn't not think anything was going wrong. It's continuously growing, which is great, but I wasn't there as often. I wasn't there as often, and it's a trickle effect. Before you know it, I'm only there one night a week, and then I'm not there for you know uh, two weeks in a row. Now, it doesn't mean I wasn't there during the day working, but a minute at night with the classes, engaging with the students, engaging with the parents, helping the instructors, I just kind of lost my focus. I mean, it happens, but it's one of those things. It's not a big boom, a trickle effect. And somehow, someway, I got a little reality check, a little wake-up call, and I said, I'm better than this. So I readjusted my schedule, and the last two weeks, I've probably taught more classes in two weeks than I have, I don't know, in a couple years combined, but I'm engaged, I'm back at it, refocused and re-energized. And what it really took was a matter of me sitting down, and I talked about this last on the last podcast about planning, sitting down and scheduling out my day and saying, you know, I, I've got time for this. Instead of making an excuse, I was close, close to making an excuse. Well, I don't have time. I've got so much going on. I can't do this. I'm like, whoa, whoa wait a minute. You freaking hypocrite. You tell everybody else, don't make excuses, and what the heck are you doing? But that's what you have to do. You have to keep your ego in check. And I think it was probably when I read the ego thing and realize if something isn't going right, only you can change it for you. You can't count on somebody else. And the thing I was doing is not like I was doing anything bad, but I was, I mean, there's only so much time, I was spending my time in a careless fashion with people that, you know what, maybe they're just not ready to make the change. Well, I'm going to give you what I got. I'm going to move over here and start helping these people. Start helping these people because there is only so much time in the day to do that. So anyway, the last couple of weeks have been just rock star awesome, which I'm extremely happy about. And <laughs> guess who's feeling better about it? I am. I've had five, six workouts in the last two weeks with my instructors. And you may say, oh, that's not very many. Well, considering we were hit and miss for, uh, one or two a month, that's outstanding. Now, my body's like, whoa, yeah. And the first couple is a shock to the system. And I still exercise and, and, and work out regularly, but it wasn't the good quality workouts that uh, we've been having, which is, which is another thing. So mentally, physically, spiritually, and spiritually could be emotionally if, if you don't like the word spiritually, but it's all about you and giving everything you've got as you move forward. So last thing I want to close with here is kind of what we talked about with the, the glass, the muddy glass. It doesn't matter if your glass is half full or half empty. What is in your glass? If it's filled with dirt particles and those dirt particles turn to mud and then it turns to just clumps of mud, how can you focus on anything positive if you've got garbage, filth, mud on your brain? Now, how do you get that? Well, what you listen to, what you read, who you surround yourself with. And I tell you, it's much easier, and this is crazy, it's not fair, but it's the reality of life. It's much easier to be negative than it is to be positive. It just is, because there's so many negative influences out there. You have to almost put a, a gatekeeper at your mind and say, nope, no negativity in here, and block that stuff out. You heard me say at the beginning of the podcast, within the first five minutes of the day, you can determine, you can dictate the day you're going to have. And I know some are saying, that, that's impossible. There's no way I can do that. Well, if you already have that attitude, you're already defeated. Okay, it's over. you got to change that mindset. You truly can have anything you want in life. You truly can be anything you want in life. And you can truly achieve the level of success that you want in life. If you're willing to, as Rocky says, take the hits. If you're willing to get back up when life knocks you down. Not if, but when it knocks you down. And it will knock you down repeatedly. And I had somebody just to... I know, worth giving this person a shout out. I'm not going to say their name. Sent me a nice uh, kind of yucky email about, oh, it must be nice being a white guy in the Midwest and you've got all this and everything else. Well, I live here and it's so hard for me. So I sent back, excuses or solutions? Well, that really ticked him off. Boy, did he go off the deep end there. And he talked about, well, his family was uh, uh, this and that and they had to come to this country and blah, blah, blah. 
The guy's 50 years old. 50 years old, and you're still freaking making excuses about your parents? Come on, man. <laughs> it's, but anyway, I, I'm telling you that because I get it from both sides. But my thing is now, I don't even care about that anymore. All I care about is talking and speaking the message that I, my God-given abilities and helping motivate people to believe in themselves and let you know you're not alone out there, but it's up to you. You are 100% responsible for you and your actions. You want something different, you're going to have to do something different. You're going to have to take action to make something happen. You can't just sit around and hope it happens. Well, you know what? I'm going to play the lottery again, and I know I got it this time. I'm going to win the lottery this time. Yes! I got news for you. You're probably not, okay? So don't quit your job. However, if you want to quit your job to pursue something that is your dream, your passion, your goal, do it. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Well, man, I'll lose my house. I'll lose my car. I'll go bankrupt. So got your health, right? Don't kill yourself in the process. I've lost all that stuff numerous times, but I kept going. Why? Because I knew I had something better than that. I wanted to be better than that. I wanted to do my best. Always. It's not easy, but it's worth it. The best years are yet to come, and you've got to develop that mindset. You have to believe in you, but you have to do something in order to make that happen. Sitting around watching sitcoms and uh, um, spending hours upon hours on Facebook, that ain't going to do it. It's just not going to happen. I know (laughs) it's a splash of cold water to some of us here. I'm being real here. I want to help you I want you to be your very, very best. And I'm using the experience I've had in the past and where it's taken me now on both sides of the fence. Don't be a hater. Don't hate those that have more than you. Wipe that out. I'm going to close with this last point. To me, jealousy and envy are the weakest, most cowardly emotions ever, 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 ever. Because if you're jealous of somebody or you're envious that somebody has something you don't have, that you're telling or your mind, you're telling your mind, that person's better than me. That person can do something I can't do. I'm jealous of that person. Jealousy is a weak emotion. It admits defeat and it admits somebody's better than you. You're better than that. No one is as good as you. Are you going to be as good as that person? Absolutely not. That, that person's one in seven billion, completely different than you. You've got some other thing that you're, whatever that may be, that they will never have. But you have to believe in that. So don't be jealous, because if you fill your mind with mud, as we talked about before, muddy water, not even water anymore, now it's clumped with mud, with envy and jealousy, not only will it eat you alive, but you'll never be able to focus on bettering yourself. Earlier in the podcast, you heard me say, if people would spend half the time they spend ripping others down, talking bad about others, stirring up drama, creating crap on improving themselves, my gosh, you would see such a dramatic change in your own life. But it's not easy. If it were easy, everybody would be doing it. But you, you have a choice. You made a choice to listen to this podcast. You made a choice to listen to it all the way through. You made a choice to say, you know what? I can agree with that. I, I get that. Thank you for speaking that. Others turned me off simply because, well, I, it was too much of a right hook of reality. Well, that, that's not true. You know, is this the golden key? Your life is different than my life. But I will tell you this. Positive mental attitude is the golden key. It's the thing that can change your life. It's the thing that can clear out that muddy water. It's the thing that can help you be who you were born to be. But it's not easy. So get that muddy water out of there. Believe in yourself and live your best possible life. There you go. All right. So 
as I end every podcast, you know, get, get out there and do your best. I promise you'll be your very best. I mean that with everything I am. I end every single blog with that line. I end every single class with that line. And little thing, I talk to the students at class all the time. And we're at the academy. There is no guaranteed belts. There is no everybody gets a trophy. To me, that's complete garbage. <laughs> Why is that garbage? Because I want, I mean, we set people up for success. It's not like we throw them to the lions here. We set them up, but they have to do it. Giving everybody a trophy just because they showed up is planting the wrong seed in their mind. When they go out and go for a job and they don't get a job, but somebody else gets it and they don't get a trophy for it, how are they conditioned to handle that? They're not because they've never been told no before. Okay. Now, there's a way to handle that. You don't have to be cruel. You don't have to be mean. But if you condition the mindset to always work and do your best, like I said, you'll become your best. And here's a little saying I say to students all the time. If you do your best, you'll become your. And they say, best, yeah. And I said, if you don't, you. And they say, won't. So do your best, you'll be your best. If you don't, you won't. Planting that seed every single class. Pounding that in there, pounding that in there. And then I go something like, so if you do your best, you become your best, you are your best, whose fault is that? And they're like, well, it's my fault. I said, yes, it is. Because you made the choice to do your best. Guess what? If you don't do your best, you kind of just go through the motions. And if you don't, you won't. And you're not your best. You don't pass your belt test. You, you, you don't get a trophy because you didn't put in the extra effort. Whose fault is that? And you're like, well, is mine? Yes. <laughs> if you're responsible for the victories, if you're responsible for becoming your best, you're also responsible for not becoming the best because you didn't put in the work. But it's all about conditioning that mindset for them to believe in themselves and to push themselves just a little bit harder to become their very best. So in ending, when I say this, I mean this. You get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Thank you so much for listening in. Remember, you can find us on uh, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts from. And then check out the other things at lineupmedia.fm. Great shows here for everybody. Until we talk again, I'm finishing now, baby. Get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a great day, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week, another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.